educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. That's what we aim to do every day on the Dan Parsons Show here on 1499.3 KLIN and anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform. Well, welcome. Uh, it is 5.06 on Thursday, June 8th. And uh, yeah, we like to educate, inform, and entertain. And uh, I think we've done a little bit of all of that this uh, week and uh, lifting up rather than tearing down. Uh, talking to the newsmakers and thought leaders, uh, people who make a difference in our community. And uh, we're certainly going to do that, uh, try to do that again today. Coming up uh, here in a little bit in the first half of the show, Lincoln's Business Roundtable, our Thursday uh, version of uh, what's going on in the business world. And we'll check in with Todd Ogden, uh, President and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. So Todd will be joining us here in a little bit. But in the meantime, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, uh, producer, not just ordinary, extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate the, that. Yeah, absolutely. So you pulled double duty today. Yeah. And I was just going to add, um, for me, I, I come in here and I get educated, I get informed, I get entertained, and I have a damn good time every time. Oh, doing all those things. <laughs> yep. Darn right. Well, it's so good to see you, Johnny. And uh, don't forget, you can connect uh, with Dan Parsons' show on our Twitter and Facebook accounts. Uh, I'm noticing, uh, I retweeted this earlier today. Of course, the big sports news uh, of the day is the Big Ten uh, schedule for football uh, coming up in 24 and 25 uh, when we add UCLA and USC to our schedules. And so if you haven't heard that, I'll just briefly. So in the 2024, the first year, which next year, boy, that's not that far off, uh, that we will expand the Big uh, Ten network. And so our home games next year in 2024 uh, for Big Ten opponents, Indiana, Michigan State, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. So those are the four home games in the Big Ten uh, Conference. And then the away games for next year, Iowa, of course. Got to keep Iowa uh, in there. Northwestern, Penn State, Purdue, and then we end. Uh, they don't, of course, have dates yet for any of these, but we end uh, the Big Ten regular season at UCLA. We play the Bruins. How cool would that be? Uh, boy, those tickets are, I bet they're already selling, um, certainly, uh, the vacationers, man, that'd be so much fun to be in, uh, to see, uh, UCLA and Nebraska football in late, uh, season in November or October. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, the 25 season, the home games will be Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers, and UCLA. So we'll turn around and have them here at home, and then the away Big Ten games in 2025, Maryland, Minnesota, Ohio State, and USC. So look at that, uh, being able to go uh, to California uh, twice uh, in the next two years for football. Uh, that'd be pretty fun. Well, coming up on uh, tomorrow's show, we'll kick off your weekend with some fun, as we always do, with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. And I'm really excited, uh, you know, in addition to Kevin mixing us a drink and maybe bringing something from his garden. And, uh, and of course, he always ends our Friday afternoon club with a word for the weekend for you that he, uh, Kevin is a prolific uh, writer and uh, somewhat of a poet. 
but and music. We always have music that we uh, either talk about. So tomorrow, I'm so excited. On the show tomorrow, Lincoln's very own Andrea Von Campen. Uh, for those of you who know Andrea, she's an American folk singer and songwriter. Uh, and she's beginning to make a name for herself outside of our fair city and uh, just a wonderful person and wonderful musician. And uh, so she's on tour. She'll be still on tour uh, tomorrow, but she's going to take a moment to call in to the uh, Dan Parsons show in the Friday Afternoon Club uh, because she will be back home uh, this Sunday uh, with a show at the Bourbon Theater in downtown Lincoln. So that'll be That'll be fun to welcome uh, Andrea Van Campen uh, onto the show. She's, uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, listened to her music, check it out because uh, uh, she, uh, she really does have a, have a, has a talent um, for uh, writing and, uh, uh, yeah, she's just a great, uh, great musician. So we'll be joined by her tomorrow. And uh, don't forget to start your day uh, with... LNK Today and Jack and Friends and uh, uh, Johnny, you guys will be doing, of course, uh, Request Line Friday. And what's yep. the theme for tomorrow? It's vacation theme with uh, both Caleb and Mark being in various places that's not Nebraska. They decided in that Jack decided in their honor to do vacation theme for tomorrow's yeah, Request Line Friday. I like that. Well, boy. Uh, so, yeah, you... You produced uh, yesterday morning and produce again uh, oh, tomorrow morning. This morning. Or excuse then, me, yes, yep. this morning. And I did manage to get a nap in, so uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm good to go today, and we'll see how tomorrow goes. Oh, well, that'll be great. That'll be great. Yeah, so tune in to our friends on the on the morning show, LNK Today with Jack and Friends, and then tune in here for uh, Chef Kevin Shin, because, you know, uh, last week, Johnny, you missed uh, the Friday Afternoon Club. We, we were sad. Oh, I was sad, too. That made that made a few of us. <laughs> I, I love that you uh, listened to part of the show and you noticed that Kevin did a non-alcoholic drink, which, you know, we want to respect uh, those of our listeners and uh, who, uh, uh, who who do not uh, consume alcohol. And so we did that uh, on the show uh, last week. And and apparently you turned uh, maybe turned us off. By the way, if you didn't listen to the whole dang show uh you you missed that yes that was just the beginning cocktail but yeah later in yeah, the show you, we you let me know yeah we had the full power uh, uh cocktail but that i'm was... also grateful though that we put every episode of dan parsons show in podcast form so i can go back and listen to that's it. exactly right that's exactly right well um it has been a fun week i'll tell you that it's uh uh, it's been a very interesting week and, and a lot of news uh, going on, but not quite as much as the week before with, uh, uh, with the legislature finally, finally ending. But, uh, um, yeah, so, uh, every Thursday as a small business owner myself, uh, we bring together Lincoln's business roundtable, uh, the brain trust, if you will, of the business and community leaders here in the capital city to discuss, uh, policy. Uh, trends and issues, uh, challenges and triumphs that are driving uh, the business environment in the capital city. And uh, so joining us later here on the show today is Todd Ogden, uh, president and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association. And then after the break, I'm really excited. Uh, so the theme uh, that we're going to be talking about with Todd today is, uh, is homelessness. And, you know, uh, we're a growing city. And with growing cities comes uh, growing pains. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take uh, much observation to 
see and understand that, yeah, there are people without homes uh, living on the streets here in our city. And so uh, we're going to chat with Todd about uh, homeless uh, trends and uh, and kind of clarifying the difference between crisis and chronic homelessness. Uh, and then uh, coming up after the break, uh, in the second half of the show at 536, uh, we'll also be joined by, in addition to Todd, we'll be joined by Topher Hansen. Uh, Topher is, uh, I'm sure many of you know, president of Centerpoint, Lincoln's uh, acclaimed nonprofit that specializes in mental health and addiction treatment uh, for low-income uh, people and, and homeless people in Lincoln. And so, uh, as you probably know, Centerpoint just had a big grand opening uh, of their new expanded facility uh, about a month ago, I believe. And so... Uh, so Topher will join us in the second half of the show and uh, uh, join us uh, with Todd to talk about uh, homelessness in our city. Uh, because, yeah, it's, uh, um, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, visually, if, uh, especially, if, you know, for myself, living and working in downtown, that's uh, typically where a lot of uh, the homeless population uh, you see. And so... Um, so yeah, we'll we'll chat with Todd about that today and uh and get his perspective because uh you know, as the uh president and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association, he uh he has a good perspective on that. So yes, uh so welcome into the studio, Todd Ogden. Glad to be here, Dan. Yeah, Thanks for having me again. Perfect timing, yes. my friend. <laughs> Man, I uh uh yeah, so I was just introducing the show and uh talking about um how you know, visually, we know the city is growing, and with the good comes the challenges. And uh, one of those challenges is our is our neighbors who don't have as many neat means as uh, some of the rest of us do, and find themselves in a situation where they're homeless. Yeah. So, so we will, uh, because you have a really good perspective on this, not only being the head of the Downtown Lincoln Association, but you've had a heart and a passion for homelessness for some time. Yes, that's how I got my start. Uh, I talked a little bit about it last time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was ready for it. Yeah. Well, we'll pick it up after this break here on 1499.3 KLIN. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show here on the Thursday edition, where we uh, talk to the business leaders and movers and shakers on the business uh, Lincoln Business Roundtable. And joining us at least once a month uh, is Todd Ogden, the president and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. So, Todd, uh, really appreciate you coming in and chatting yeah i love moving and i love shaking so yeah this is great <laughs> you need to see so you need to petition to, to petition me to get on the friday afternoon club with chef kevin chin because we do some he does some shaking okay of uh of cocktails yeah, yeah. so uh anyway but you'll have to come up with a topic it won't be hard for you. No, I can think topic. of plenty. <laughs> you just mentioned ZooFest. Yes. I said, yeah, we're working on uh, doing a deal with ZooFest and get Pete on here on a Friday afternoon before uh, their big 50th anniversary of ZooFest. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Well, um, I did. I, You and I have had this conversation off mic, and I really appreciate your heart uh, for the less fortunate here in our community. And... Um, 
Yeah, tell tell our listeners a story of how uh, you really got started uh, with thinking about homeless homelessness in our capital city before you even had a job at DLA. Yeah, so I was at the University of Nebraska working on uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, whether I go to law school, I was in political science, advertising, and um, just fortunate enough to be a part of a project that the Downtown Lincoln Association at the time um, reached out to some students to figure out how to help educate the community on the difference between crisis and chronic homelessness and help address some of the panhandling situations that we had and um kind of just fell in love with downtown fell in love with the community all over again i've lived in lincoln my whole life but a lot of this um you know urban environment stuff was brand new to me and just loved it and i'm still here at dla ever since so just it, yeah, I, my heart's always been close to that because it's the very first project I ever worked on. And as I always say, I literally got my start panhandling um, with our panhandlers downtown and wow. met, you know, about 15 to 20 of our panhandlers to do research and say, what wow. is the root of the problem? Um, what is the perception of the problem? Do they align and go from there to create a campaign? And so uh, so what is that definition between the difference between uh crisis and chronic homelessness yeah so a, a lot of it is um, with crisis homelessness um, it's if you have a situation where you may lose your job or have other unfortunate uh, situations some that, event that happens yes. in your life life that causes you to become homeless yes yeah. and um, there you know with peer-to-peer support it's able to you're, it's a lot easier to get uh, back on your feet a little bit if you are homeless uh, and others uh, uh, Persons experiencing homelessness are in the chronic level where there could be mental illness, uh, addiction, uh, different things like that. So every situation, that's what we learned. It's so hard creating um, a public um, information campaign on something that's not, you know, you're, you're, you're selling to the mass media something that's not. Uh, in a mass problem. It's an individual problem where um, every situation is different and you don't want to clump in one person with another person's problem. But at the end of the day, for us, it was what do we want to make sure we encourage? And the campaign at the time created uh, the campaign called I Didn't Need Your Money, I Just Needed a Change because yeah. we found out we don't want to tell people, no, don't give. Um, that doesn't go over well um and at the same time we don't want to say you know other campaigns have like your money is killing us and things like that but we wanted to show kind of a positive end of really we have great social service agencies here and uh, our homeless coalition is wonderful and all the organizations that we've talked about um people city mission center point which we'll talk about yes uh the best thing you could do is provide to those agencies that help our less fortunate and and go from there. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to say absolutely do not feel in your heart that you want to do something for an individual. But for us, it's how do we help um, support that community and really help educate the community on what's the difference between all this, not only crisis and chronic, but we get so many calls downtown that it's, you know, you clump in homelessness with panhandling, with loitering, uh, you know, all very different things, and I think that's what we want to make clear to people and try to make it easier to understand what situation um, is necessary, depending on any I- any individual that we're working with. Chatting with uh, Todd, Todd Ogden, uh, President and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association, about uh, our homeless population here in our city, and and yeah, like I like I mentioned uh, before you came on, Todd, uh, you know, being a downtown resident and uh, business owner, I. You know, I, I see, uh, I see, and it's interesting because I do, I can, I can easily see 
the chronic homeless, uh, you know, the same faces that I see almost every day. Mm-hmm. In fact, to the point where, you know, almost on a first name basis, those who will uh, acknowledge and, uh, and and talk. But uh, I was trying to look up some statistics. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. But how how are we doing? I assume, again, because we're a growing city, that we continue to grow the homeless population uh, as well. But uh, any put you on the spot, but any statistics no, off the top of your head? I, I don't have any specific statistics off the top of my head, but I do know that our community and our agencies and the city do a homeless count, and also where that compares with our peer cities and other downtown areas, and we're actually in very, very good shape as far as um, our downtown community when you compare uh, us to other cities. That doesn't mean we don't have issues, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be on top of all of these issues, and figuring out what you know how we can best manage any situation downtown but we're we're very fortunate to be in the shape we're in which again makes us extra vigilant to make sure uh we stay on the ball to make sure we're helping as much of the community members we can as possible absolutely uh this story i just found uh it's it's a little old but not not much it's from earlier this year and i'm sorry i don't I don't see the source of these statistics right away. But overall, homelessness has dropped 39% in Lincoln since 2016, according to point-in-time count data. Uh, But as that number fell, the share of chronic homeless people increased by about 10% between 2017 and 2022. Uh, That number sits at about 340 individuals that this data uh, indicates are uh, chronic homeless. Yeah, and that that's a great point because when we see the overall numbers aren't a problem, and you know when we talked about the campaign, it's great we can help our agencies help those that need help and want help. But the biggest issue we have is there's a lot of individuals that don't want help that you know right. want to be a part of the street atmosphere or um, there, there's there's several reasons. And again, a lot of issues too where they're not people experiencing homelessness, and we don't want them to get clumped in with other people. That again, there's there's some loitering issues in certain areas and that's where i think you know this campaign was done in 2007 one thing i always felt was missing was this connection for that next step you know certain you're going to have opinions on every angle whether you we think we should move the problem or shift the problem we don't want to do that we want to help try to fix the overall issue and that's helping these individuals and that's going to be best for everybody and that's where our partnership with centerpoint took us to that next step nice nice and yes we will be talking to topher hansen uh here on the phone uh at the bottom of the hour after the news and uh joined in studio with uh, by todd ogden uh president and ceo of uh, downtown lincoln association yeah i mean i think most of us and it's interesting Again, being a, an observer of people downtown, and it's always fascinating to see uh, the panhandlers uh, show up when there are events in town, uh, especially people who come from out of town. And uh, it, it's like you and I going to L.A. or New York, and we're just, oh, my goodness, look at these tall buildings. And we're, you know, we're gawking and being the touristy thing. And, and so, like people from greater Nebraska who maybe come from small towns and uh this is the big city for them this is you know second largest city in in their state and so anyway their reaction to people who are just obviously panhandling and again don't judge i don't know what their situation is uh, um uh, we don't know but again i see many of the similar faces uh, that come out when when people are in town but obviously they're not people of means they're not 
they're not doing a hoax. They're not, you know, they're not just out there anyway. It's it's, uh, but it is. It's interesting to see uh, different faces on different corners uh, at different times of the year. And now when we're getting into uh, the season again, Nebraska either our extreme cold in the winter and now uh, approaching summertime when we have our extreme heat. Um, you know, those people who are homeless and uh, it's really a, a safety issue. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and again, two very different issues. Like for downtowns, panhandling is a sign of economic prosperity. The panhandlers, especially, you know, there's professional panhandlers yeah. too that understand. And when I started, it was 14th and P because that's where most of our students came in, and these those were the individuals yeah, that they, gave the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes money. Uh, and you're in an area where people are. Um, individuals experiencing homelessness. Um, solely. They want to be in areas where people aren't. So that's another yes. thing, too. How do you approach this? Yes. We want to continue to activate our downtown because that's the best way um, for everybody to feel safe and have a safe environment where, you know, our individuals don't want to be in an area where there's a bunch of people. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, and uh, I think uh, the, the other observation is that, um, yeah, what uh, working with LPD, obviously, uh, and, and trying to... Uh, uh, you know, be helpful to them because they know who those people are and they know the difference between those chronic homeless people and, and the crisis ones that, you know, they can help and and point towards services. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's the biggest thing is most of the calls we'd get or a situation we have are not, there's no illegal acts. So it, it makes it that much more important to have somebody with peer-to-peer support and have that social service issue and work with the police there. So that's that's something I want to talk about next. Okay, we'll be right back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show here on a Thursday afternoon on 1499.3 KLIN. And you can always find us on your favorite uh, podcast platform as well. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll kick off your weekend with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. And um, in addition to whatever Kevin has uh, cooking up and uh, mixing up for us, and uh, uh, we'll be joined by Lincoln's very own Andrea Von Campen. Uh, Andrea, as many of you may know, is an American folk singer and songwriter. And she's been out on the road for some time, uh, uh, making a even bigger name for herself. Uh, so we'll uh, visit with Andrea uh, tomorrow in the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin, and because uh, Andrea has a uh, a show coming up Sunday at the Bourbon Theater in downtown Lincoln. So, well, as a small business owner myself, by the way, Todd, this is my 20th anniversary of my uh, little gig, uh, Parsons Public Relations. You can believe that. I don't believe it, Dan. <laughs> uh, but each Thursday, we bring together Lincoln's uh, Business Roundtable, uh, the brain trust of the business uh, community, the leaders, uh, to discuss public policy issues, trends, challenges, and triumphs. Uh, that are driving the business environment in the city. And uh, so we do that uh, every Thursday and uh, at least once a month. Uh, our friend Todd Ogden from the pres- uh, president and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association joins us. So, Todd, thanks again for making some time for us today. No problem. Yeah. I'm always ready. Yeah, you are. Well, and I'm thrilled uh, to welcome uh, on 
into the studio via phone, uh, Topher Hansen. Topher, how are you today? I'm very good, Dan. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, Topher as Hi, Todd. Yeah. Uh, Topher, as uh, most of our listeners probably know, president of Centerpoint, uh, a nonprofit that specializes in uh, mental health and addiction treatment for low income and homeless people in Lincoln. And, and Topher, I'll embarrass you just for a quick second. You started your career in behavioral health uh, as a volunteer for the Drug Crisis Center. Uh, and then after, after a brief time as a counselor at Centerpoint, uh, you went to law school. And uh, and then went into practicing law in private practice. You also served as uh, the Center Points uh, as a Center Point board member and as their legal counsel. Uh, and then in 1993, you returned to the Center Point uh, as staff as director of development and legal counsel. And then you became the CEO in in 2000. So. Uh, what a what a wonderful story, Topher, and uh, congratulations, by the way, on your wonderful uh, opening of your uh, expanded facility here in city. And so I'm just thrilled that you're able to join us today. Well, that's nice of you, Dan. Thanks. And the accounting was exactly as my mother wrote it, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad to have it repeated. <laughs> well, that's so nice. And uh, so, yeah, we're talking about homelessness. And, Todd, as you know, you work with Todd very closely. I know you do. And uh, and Todd's had a passion and interest in uh, a homeless community here in our city for many years. And, and I know that's been, uh, obviously, a focus of your career. And so... Uh, yeah, so tell us about uh, what Centerpoint does uh, to help that community. Uh, just a brief overview maybe here in our capital city. Sure. Uh, l- let me start, though, uh, by just saying thank you to you for raising the issue and creating a higher level of awareness, but also to say that uh, Lincoln is really lucky uh, to have Todd and even his predecessor, Terry Uland, uh two people who really understand uh, the big picture and the issues. And uh, without Todd, uh, we would not be addressing this at the level that we are. And uh, so we are very appreciative of that partnership and knowing, uh, as Todd does, that uh, to have a community, you have to get into all the corners and serve all the people in the ways they need. And if you just focus on one, then some group goes unattended and that can start to take a toll on the community. And so uh, to, to serve everyone uh, so we all prosper out of this is really a great model, and I appreciate uh, Downtown Lincoln Association being part of it. Uh, uh, Centerpoint uh, has evolved over the years, and so you talked about the fact that we do serve people who are homeless but also uh, who might have mental illness and uh, substance use issues. Uh, the other thing we do and have for about uh, two and a half years now is offer primary care services. And so we serve uh, from young children to seniors and a wide range of issues. And it's for anybody who walks in the door. It's not for some certain person like uh, the listener says, well, I can, we can't go there. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll you'll love Dr. Buffy and what she has to offer, uh, in fact, uh, one of the things Dr. Buffy does uh, that CenterPoint's uh, obviously uh, uh, doing as well with her uh, is offering a literacy program so kids 
uh, up through middle school when they come in, get a free book. And uh, that way we can uh, help people be interested in literacy, interested in their physical health. And, of course, uh, start to raise awareness at an early age about what it is to take care of yourself. Uh, overwhelmingly, what we see at Centerpoint is uh, people who have mental health and substance use issues. Last year, we served uh, 4,418 people, just wow. to be precise. Wow. And fi- 57% of those people, so 57% of 4,418 people, uh, earned less than a thousand dollars a year. So My. that's a, a fact that sort of let absorb for a second. Uh, and 75% made less than $10,000 a year. Hmm. Uh, interestingly, we uh, also had growth in, uh, income category of $50,000 and over as a family unit, hmm. uh, more than we've had in the past and also had, uh, and in, in much of the instance, uh, was correlated to an increase in our attention to anxiety issues. And so we, uh, this is what we know COVID, uh, and the pandemic has brought is accelerated or exacerbated that issue. And since 2020, we have continued to see high levels of anxiety and depression and, uh, that often, not always, but often is accompanied by substance use as uh, sort of a, a self-medication. You know, it's not that anybody's like doing it right. intentionally, but right. what happens is when you're there and you notice you have a beer, you go, God, I feel better after having that beer. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden it's, I'm going to do that again and again. And, uh, and, you know. and it doesn't, doesn't take a heck of a, it's not like a week, but it doesn't take a heck of a long time for you to get into that pattern and then at some point really get into uh, an addiction issue. And Mm -hmm. uh, the brain brain wants to be well. Mm -hmm. And so when it's not well, it's striving for things to help make it all balanced. And uh, so anyway, we, uh, through 40 different programs that we operate, mostly in Lincoln, but we do have a handful in Omaha as well, uh, we serve people who are in those uh, positions of having mental health and substance use issues and do it from homeless uh, street outreach uh, to crisis response and residential and outpatient programming, and then operate about uh, 250 units of supported housing every night, uh, some of which we own and the rest of which we work with landlords in the community who uh, uh, have the contract, the rental contract with the person in services. And then we provide a subsidy to that and then also provide uh, either a care manager or peer support worker who will work with them to just help them stay in that apartment, do well, and continue to take positive steps forward. So. Um, yeah, you know, goes right to Maslow's hierarchy of need. We got to first do the food, shelter, clothing, and then uh, start taking steps towards self-actualization. Absolutely, we're visiting with Topher Hansen, president of Centerpoint, uh, and Todd Ogden, president and CEO of Downtown Lincoln Association. Uh, so, guys, we got to take a break here in about uh, sixty seconds, and we'll come back after that. But uh, Todd, I want to talk about what is that partnership like with Centerpoint? What's a um, and maybe just briefly, and we can pick it up after the break. But uh, 
Yeah, so I mentioned with our campaign uh, about educating the community in homelessness, uh, the the real step you want to take is actually helping um, in individuals experiencing homelessness and helping all individuals downtown. And the biggest issue we had was how do you connect, especially when yes. there's not an illegal activity. And we have a great relationship with our police here and working with the center team at the time, now Southwest, and um, our captains there is that peer-to-peer support. And when we get back, that's what I want to talk about, where okay. Centerpoint came in uh, to help us out with that okay well we'll take this uh, short break and we'll be back uh, and talk with Topher Hansen and Todd Ogden about our homelessness uh, issues here in our capital city uh, but we'll be right back after these messages on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN you're listening to the Dan Parsons show on 1499.3 KLIN Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, where we talk about business issues on Thursdays. And I'm thrilled to be joined in studio by Todd Ogden, President and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. And over the phone, uh, Topher Hansen, President of Centerpoint, uh, our fine uh, organization here in Lincoln. It helps so many people that are less fortunate than a lot of us. And uh, Topher, uh, somebody told me you're calling from, uh, are you in D.C. today? Uh, I am really privileged to be in D.C. In fact, uh, I'm sitting in the Watergate Hotel looking <laughs> at the Watergate Complex, believe it or not. Oh, my uh, goodness. Had, yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? Uh, and had the great opportunity to watch uh, uh, the unveiling uh, yesterday uh, of our second statue, Chief Standing Bear, uh, of course, was uh, the first one. And um Willa, and then Willa Cather, uh, right? And then Will Cather was yeah. uh, unveiled yesterday. That's and so cool. So what an honor that was, and she's the only Pulitzer Prize winner yeah. uh, to uh, be in uh, that position. Not to mention the uh, first black sculptor who is a professor oh, nice. at Creighton. Yes. And, uh, yes. So, uh, well, Littleton Olson. Yeah. Well, this all ties back together and gives me another opportunity to plug my <laughs> show that I did on Tuesday. Uh, if you didn't catch it, if our listeners, I'll give me one more chance. I've been obsessed, Topher and Todd, with uh, the new HBO series, uh, miniseries, uh, The White House Plumbers. <laughs> and I've been talking about it on the show for weeks. And uh, I've been tweeting uh, their uh, director their, of, of the show. And anyway, long story short, I had the director of The White House Plumbers on Tuesday. And we talked about Watergate oh, and nice. my obsession with uh, with Watergate. And they, they filmed a lot of the uh, – they recreated uh, the old Watergate, and they filmed it in the Watergate complex. Anyway, so for those of you who haven't caught my obsession with Watergate, my political origin story, and and uh, Emmy Award-winning director and producer Dave Mandel uh, from Tuesday, go back and, and, and check that out. So anyway, Todd, uh, we were talking about the partnership uh, that DLA has with Centerpoint and how that's really – been a very productive uh, uh, partnership to deal with uh, folks who are homeless here in our city. Yeah. Um, so like I said before, you know, we have um, our businesses who are asking questions if they have kind of social issues they have to they have to work with, uh, whether it's people in front of their shop or um, any frontline worker wanting to understand what to do. And um, so many of them are so well-intentioned, but at the same time, it does take a lot of education to understand that. So that next step, we you know reached out to Topher and his team at Centerpoint, um, especially under the encouragement of the police, because a lot of the situations, yeah, we could call the police, but most of the time, it's not... A, an illegal issue 
going on. It's, it, you know, and a lot of the times it wasn't even homelessness or anything like that, of course. So um, we want to have somebody help work with those individuals. And so we started, uh, oh gosh, this has almost been now, Topher, I think, what, six, seven years um, where we contract with Centerpoint and, to have a social outreach worker. Nice. And, uh, uh our our first uh, outreach worker that uh, Topher gave us was amazing and worked for years with these individuals and placed so many individuals downtown into housing. And not only that, developed a relationship with yeah. our downtown community yeah. where they feel comfortable. I can call this person and they can help provide peer-to-peer support no matter what the issue is, um, whether it's an illegal activity or not, whether it's homelessness, panhandling, loitering, anything like that. And it's been an amazing partnership, and uh, I have not taken that granted for, for, yeah, for granted for a second. And we've since increased that um, with the help of uh, Tammy Ward, and we created a downtown citizens response team, nice. and the city helped get funding to help make that a full-time uh, social worker okay. to join our partnership okay. with CenterPoint. So absolutely have been thrilled and want to continue to figure out how we can continue to provide that peer, peer-to-peer support with uh, Topher's team. Topher, how does that work from your perspective? It sounds like a wonderful uh, idea and a wonderful program. Uh, has it been effective from your perspective? Oh, yeah. So the whole concept uh, behind this really is harm reduction, that if people are going to be in uh, certain positions, that we can take steps to reduce the harm that might come to them so uh, it doesn't get worse, uh, that we can uh, begin to engage them, reduce the harm. Like, you know, when somebody's outside in the summertime uh, and the heat and the humidity are terrible, to uh, give them water and uh, other, you know, find shelter and things like that. So uh, all of this is around harm reduction. And uh, so we have really appreciated uh, Downtown Lincoln Association and being a partner there in the city, stepping in and helping to support a full-time effort in that way. And uh, Centerpoint now has uh, four full-time hmm. people in the community. And I don't think any other organization has any wow. full-time. Some people are there part-time, but... Uh, but no full-time, and we're operating with four full-time people doing nice. outreach, uh, one of which is dedicated to downtown Lincoln, and uh, and then the others uh, to uh, everywhere else, right? And um, it's it's really, and so we also have a crisis response team and who works a lot with Lincoln Police Department sure. and Lincoln Public Schools and sure. Brian West and, uh, and, and other places, and so those things are all kind of blend together in some ways, and uh, the, and the outreach team also works with the Lincoln Police Department. So it it really is a great response, and we're figuring out a nice model uh, that helps people and lets uh, the police do their thing, and our outreach team and our crisis team do their thing, and um, and and so it is a team, yeah. Uh, yeah. but everybody's doing their role, and it becomes more efficient for each piece of the team yeah. and more effective than just the one operating by the one part operating by itself. Absolutely, Todd. I'm curious uh, uh, how your merchants uh, how do you how do you educate your merchants? Because obviously there's some turnover. Obviously, with especially with the bars and restaurants, there's uh, you know turnover employees uh, fairly often. What is there a process or a system? How do you educate uh, the business owners, your members of of how they can help? Uh, with homelessness 
in yeah. downtown Lincoln. So annually now we've started to do a um, kind of an online Zoom webinar for our uh uh, our employees, mainly on the first floors of downtown, or anybody that wants to participate, or the city, uh, to uh, hear from our outreach workers through Centerpoint and other organizations through the Homeless Coalition, uh, talk about resources that we have and what we meet, and then then we post uh, that on our website and we have under our connect category of downtownlincoln.org there's community outreach page uh but for everybody else on there we have a downtown outreach pamphlet that we hand out to the businesses that we're just continuing to work with this downtown systems response group which includes the police center point um the university uh urban development the city's mayor's office so it's a really good team to figure out all these issues to figure out okay how do we make it easier for people to access and then really that gives you a list of numbers on who to call and topher mentioned the crisis response team so it's nice that uh, a huge shout out to kate mark and matt who work on a lot of this stuff for us but any individual that isn't sure what to do, there's a number you can call where you know you can reach something or a switchboard to get a hold of them, and that number is 402 475 6695. And that's the number that we have people call if they, they just aren't sure what to do. Or, of course, Kate, who works so much with our downtown businesses, she walks in and talks to those businesses, and they get aware of her, especially more. One, especially businesses like the Children's Museum that um, have situations where they want to be more uh, aware and keep their employees aware of what's going on. And that's been really helpful. Very good. Well, Todd and Topher, Topher Hansen, uh, president of Center Point. Uh, Topher, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to visit with us and the important work that you do. I, I, I'm so thankful. Uh, and so thank you very much. You bet. Uh, thanks for having it, uh, having me on and for You're welcome. having this issue as part of your show. I You're welcome. It. Todd, thanks for joining us. We'll do it again uh, on the was it second or third uh, Thursday of the month. But second Thursdays with Todd. There you go. That's what we do. Well, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll kick off your weekend with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, and we'll be joined by Andrea Von Campen, an uh, American folk singer and songwriter who's got a show coming up at the Bourbon uh, on Sunday night here in Lincoln. So we appreciate you listening as always and uh, connect with us on facebook and twitter and uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow here on the dan parsons show on 1400 and 99.3 klin that's a wrap now go do good things